Welcome back, Crusaders, to the Nerd Crusade Podcast. I'm your host, Ian, and with me as always, Courtney. Hello. Uh, this is episode 47. Uh, and this week we're going to be talking about Monarch Legacy of Monsters, uh, Squid Game The Challenge, uh, the Yu Yu Hakusho new TV series on Netflix, and then we're going to talk about some games. Uh, Boulder Gate just released on Xbox, and Courtney finally finished uh, Starfield. Oof. So we'll talk a little bit <laughs> about that. Um, first, let's jump into uh, Monarch Legacy of Monsters. Yes. This was another kind of big episode because we got to see... Um, a lot of the background. So back to the 1950s of when Monarch started up. So a lot of this episode is dedicated to that flashback. Um, so at first I thought we were going to see like how Shaw got a power or what happened to him to be able to be... So young. So young at 90. Yeah. So young and spry, acting like a 60-year-old at 90. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what we might get more information on that because they mentioned it again, but we might not. We'll have to see. I think we will. We still have a couple more episodes to go through. Yeah. Um, or to come out, I should say. This basically shows how Monarch, um, like th these three people basically created Monarch, but um, how they lost control of Monarch and how Monarch it got its leadership that it has today. Yeah, how it become stuff. became more of a government entity <clears throat> than like a sub like a, a scientific yeah. uh, entity um because basically uh shaw is his job there is to pitch to get money and support from the government um which he was doing a good job of but like he literally is f falling in love with uh the doctor yeah um and yeah, it's like he... yeah they're, they're basically about to have a relationship and then duty calls and it falls apart yeah and then he chose to try to get a relationship over Gaining them funding and uh, keeping them as sep uh, more separated from the government. Yeah, I mean, the general literally told him, like, hey, you can have a good career here, and if you do what you're supposed to do, you'll be able to run Monarch how you want to run it. But if you don't do what you're supposed to do, I'm going to have to act in kind, and you'll see what happens. Yep, and, and what then... happens is Shaw goes to Japan... Or uh, is it the Philippines they went to? Uh, no. I think they went to the Philippines. But there was a Tori guy. Yeah, there's a Japanese scientist guy there, but I don't think they were in Japan. Well. Wherever they were, they basically, what basically new research point, data point that they got was that there was a guy basically uh, making a uh, gamma radiation uh, simulator, he said. Yeah. So basically, it was a bait. He's ba he basically made a, a bait for kaijus or for Godzilla. Mm -hmm. And he was testing it. So they go out there to go to test it or see him test it. And then Shaw shows up. When he wasn't supposed to. When he wasn't to. supposed to leave because he's supposed to be there to pitch the uh, program to the government um, to try and have a relationship with, I think her name is Kyoko. Or Ke Keiko. Yeah. Uh, but he she calls her K. But she basically said, you fucked up. We can't have this because we have to, like, what's do the greater good for, like, what's good for Monarch and what's good for us. Yeah. And she's pissed that he showed up and fucked everything. And even more so when they get back to find out that the U.S. Navy is now taking over. <laughs> yep. Which Shaw should have kept his ass back home. and Yeah, he was literally told, you can run Monarch however you see fit if you, if you play your cards right. Yep. So he... Basically, he could have thrown the worst uh, pitch meeting to the general that day that he was supposed to, 
and he would have been able to run Monarch how he wanted, and nope, fuck that up. Yep. <laughs> and we got to see God, but with this episode, we got to see Godzilla twice. Yeah, so like when he awesome. goes over to, I think the Philippines, wherever they went to see this test, um, Godzilla showed up and spit out the the, the uh, bait ball because it wasn't real radiation. Yeah, he was pissed. Um, so you see, you see his his spikes and everything swim in the water and, and swim away, and then uh, we see him we, again later on. Yeah. So modern during day. modern day twenty fifteen day, um, the kids get back to the house of the mom of May's mom's house. And Shaw and the French lady are there waiting for him. Yeah, the French lady basically broke Shaw out of custody to basically tell him, like, hey, there's people in Monarch who aren't happy with how Monarch's being run. And we want to... Basically, like, they're starting, like, their own inner coup, which we're not getting a ton of information about, but that's basically what's happening. Mm -hmm. And they're using Shaw as, like, oh, well, you're going to be our new leader, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Which I don't buy them completely following everything he has to say. It's just they think he has a different idea of how things should be run. Obviously, he does. And they're going... There's a group of people in Monarch who don't like the current leadership. Um... So she helps him escape with a bunch of people from Monarch who are on their side, and then they show up at uh, the mom's house. Um, we know that why because May sold them out. Yeah, because um, fuck you, May. But May needs to go. They're basically there to get the map from her that they got from her dad's office, so they can follow uh, the trail. Yeah, and so they all they all all go off to Africa with the resources that this Splinter Group has, mm-hmm. um, and. They get to a spot and they technically do find the, uh, their dad. He's out there in a truck with Wait, that bomb. Not the bomb, or not the bomb, uh, but the, the uh, simulator. A, a smaller, yeah. more condensed version of this gamma this radiation. It's simulator. still pretty big because it fits a, an entire uh, truck of a bed. Yeah, flatbed of a truck. But it was a small truck compared to the giant one in the fifties that was like uh, that was, was this entire boat. boat. Yes, this like little canoe is basically completely full of this giant round ball. Where this one is like a ball that's standing on a stand, like almost like a Tesla coil thing on the back of a, uh, of a, like a Dakota, a Toyota Tacoma, like a small pickup truck. Yeah. Um, they see him there. They're like, oh, hey, hey, we're here, dad, dad, waving at him. And, and then he starts waving them off, like, what the fuck are you doing here? Get out of here. And then he jumps in his truck and takes off. Yeah. Um, basically, because we know what's happening and Sean knows what's happening when, we, when he sees the truck where he's at. And he sees the ball in the back, and like that, we know exactly what that is. He remade the bait ball again. Yeah. And then this is where Godzilla shows up. Now this is kind it's of Godzilla in the desert, which I'm like, which is kind of weird because it's like this is a you've year- always seen Godzilla in the water or near bodies of water. Yeah, but he's also like a lizard, and so lizards do sunbathe. But but the weird, <laughs> but that's the weird thing, right? Because this is only a year after uh, the San Francisco incident. Yeah. So basically, Godzilla left San Francisco, went to the desert in Africa, and laid down for a year, and yet, like, mountains and rocks and plants grew over him within a year. Yeah. <laughs> um, either that or, like, the tunnel system that he uses to get around so quickly just happens to pop up there, and he came up through the ground for some reason. Um, that's the only kind of where I'm like, he wasn't laying there for a year, and nobody noticed. <laughs> and then the, and the yeah. nature just grew over him. So it must be like he came out of the ground. Yeah. Um, but he basically busts bust out of the ground. Um Oh, mo- uh, as Monarch shows, shows up, up. up to kind capture them because they know that uh, Shaw has escaped now. They figure out where he's headed. Mm-hmm. Um, but Godzilla shows up and then just kind of saunters oh. off. Yeah, <laughs> he's just like derp derp derp. 
Which and, also we're considering like there's civilization ten clicks that way, and it's like okay, we're Godzilla just kind of walked walked away. <laughs> Are we <laughs> going to address this? Did, did no, nobody else see that? Yeah. <laughs> So Shaw and the French lady are going to go after Godzilla because that's when they figure where their dad's going to pop up next. Which yeah, makes but, sense because that's what dad's yep. kind of doing is tracking. And Shaw's big thing there he reveals is like, hey, I'm here to help Godzilla. Mm-hmm. And so we don't know what he thinks Godzilla is doing, but he has a he has an idea that Godzilla's doing something. He's like, I'm here to help Godzilla. And the kid's like, no, we're here to find our dad. And so they split up at that point. Like, yeah, I'm gonna go find my. We're gonna go find our dad. You go. You have the map. Go. Go do. Go fuck off and do your thing. Yeah. So they split off. Split off. You know, shot off. Like, hey, I'll tell you everything you want to know if you come with me. And like, no, that's not why we're here. Yeah. So they stick with their thing. May comes out saying, "Yeah, I sold us out. That's why they found us." And their friendship kind of splinters. She says, "Starts oh. splintering," and that's kind of where it ends. Yeah, because like May's like, "Oh well, I got in trouble in, in Seattle or something. I had to go to Tacoma. Hide. Remember, she's yeah, from Tacoma. Tacoma. I, got, I had to go into hiding, so that's why I went to Japan. I lied about who my name is and all this and that. Um, and then this was her way. She said, "I cut a deal so I could get back to my family." Which, like, part of that is sympathetic. You understand? But it's like you sold your friends. You sold these people out. Where like you didn't even have to be there. You could just gave them all their all your shit and walked away from this a long time ago. Yeah. Um, and you would have been fine, girl. But it so. sounds like in the next episode they're going to reveal yeah. all of her past. Because uh, this is episode seven, May finally faces her past. Maybe she finally dies. Can we get rid of just May in general? Yeah. Um, but basically, uh, the kids are walking towards civilization, which isn't too far. Because Charles is like, it's, you'll be there by, by dinner time if you walk now. It's ten clicks that way. Yep. While Shaw and the French gal hop in their, their little... Uh, ATV rover thing. Yeah, like four by four. And like, yeah, we're gonna go find Godzilla. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this, that's like this in the first episode, the two episodes that you get to actually see Godzilla in and the, the, uh, bomb one where you see him, from, see him with the nuclear test. Yeah. But this is like another sequence where you get to see like Godzilla in all his glory. Like, cool. He's how big he is in the scale. Yeah. And how he just doesn't give a fuck yeah it's like you are just little insects to him and that's the one thing that like is not never really addressed um either modern day monarch or in the past like in the past the military is like we have to kill this thing it's a monster it's, it's gonna destroy everything or mm-hmm. it might attack us and modern day they're like yeah what happens to the next attack and it's like you guys aren't looking at this the right way godzilla's not attacking you these things aren't attacking you you're just in its way you're in the way like he didn't go and just destroy san francisco because he felt like destroying san francisco it's because the uh the, m- the, the mudo was yeah there. mudos and like yeah you're on a spot where like an animal would normally like you know breed just state and do its eggs and stuff and it's just these things are so big they don't care about you mm-hmm. yeah everybody's focusing oh we need to prevent the next attack it's like what? You need to understand the migration patterns of the animal so you can like just get the fuck out of its way. Yeah, figure it out. Like you don't you don't build your civilization where you where you know a predator is going to come back and and feed every year. You move somewhere else and you just it's the concept that people still think they're top of the food chain. It's like you're obviously not. Clearly, you've just been proven. You have yeah. gone down to the bottom. And and we kind of definitely see that with like, um, well, not really. King of the Monsters is kind of, is kind of like that, but like n- nobody can really do any damage to Godzilla except other Titans. Yeah, and really just uh, Gamora who ends up. They did that um, oxygen bomb on him, and that hurts him, and that's when um, 
Yeah, they have to do the, do the, the nuclear, nuclear bomb, bomb in this underground lair. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's an interesting concept that like humans can't grasp that they're just in the way and it's not like an intentional attack upon them or to destroy their civilizations. We're just so widespread that we assume everything is ours. And it's like, well, something else showed up that proves that we're not the top of the food chain, so it's no longer ours. Right. Um, so it's interesting how they go about that. We'll be, I'll be interested to see where they go from here. And interesting to hear the mystery what Shaw thinks Godzilla is trying to do. Because we do know from the movies, um, Godzilla is the al- is supposedly the alpha. Yeah. And anything that challenges that, he'll go after. Like, he goes after Kong. He goes after um, Ghidorah. Yeah. But we know Ghidorah came from space and, like, was already, like, I'm going to destroy your world anyway. And Godzilla was, like, the being that stopped it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, um, but we also know, like... With King Kong, if he's around, Godzilla shows up and says, no, I'm the one trying yeah, to shut the fuck up. stay down, bitch. Um, so, other than that, maybe we'll get some insight on like, what Godzilla's trying to do. Like, This is the first time you have somebody trying to say we're trying to help him, which, and I trying to have an idea what he's doing. Because you never, in any of the Godzilla movies, even the old ones, like have a perspective from Godzilla's point of view. Like, Understand what he's thinking, what he's doing, what he's trying to do. Right. It's just... Oh, there's some another monster here. I'm gonna fight it. <laughs> yeah, it's never really like I got to protect Tokyo. I can protect these little human being pets of mine. Like no, oh, he doesn't give a shit about that. Well, that's very clear in that new Godzilla movie too. <laughs> yeah, which I want to see. The minus one one. Yeah, yeah. set I, in the fifties. Yeah, we interested 60s, to see that one. Yeah, sixties. Yeah. Um, but I do like the Monarch Universe Godzilla. Yeah, I I am enjoying like where they're going with this, where they're going with the next movie, uh, which seemed more like a Godzilla. Uh, it like seems Kong, more like, like a Kong, Kong movie, movie where Godzilla God. just kind of shows up. It's like, hey, yeah. you can sell this. I'm here. So that seems, that seems kind of weird. But um, I still like the universe that they built. Yeah. I'm cool with like the inner, the hollow earth theory and all that stuff. It's, that's an interesting, like, fantastical Jules, Jules Verne-ish uh, take on the world, which yeah. is interesting. Because they are answering other questions like, why? how does Godzilla always disappear whenever he's not, not around in, in like the old movie lore and stuff? Oh, well, there's underground tunnels that he can that he travels through. That's how he gets around so fast. And that's how other Titans could get around and whatnot. Um, so it'll be interesting to see where they go with it. So far, like again, we're still enjoying the show. If you haven't seen it or whatnot, um, once it's all done, um, I get would Apple say TV. Get a free subscription yeah. to Apple TV and, and binge it. It's really good. It's a lot of fun. It's a fun ride, mm-hmm. even though May's a bitch. But yeah. <laughs> um, we'll see what happens. I think her character's recurring point will be. Yeah, it'll week. be in the next week. And and where they want us to really sympathize with her. Which they're gonna have to really pull up their bootstraps to make me sympathize with me. Yeah. So next thing we'll talk about is we finished it a couple weeks ago, but we forgot to talk about it, which was the Squid Game: The Challenge. Yes. Which was Netflix's attempt to take the Squid Game TV show, a Korean show that uh, was a was big hit, huge, and turn it into a real life reality TV show. Game show. Or game show, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, where they recreate some of the games from the uh, Korean show, and then they like made red light, green light, and the um, the glass plate, the glass plate, and then the uh, cookie, and the cookie one. Uh, but then they create some of their own version of games to play. Um, <laughs> they also do the marble game. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, they do in the Korean show, but they took four hundred fifty six strangers and basically. I don't know, possibly torture them. There's a lot of lawsuits coming out about it. Because uh, <laughs> apparently, because like what you would think with 456 people playing red light, green light, it should take like 15, 20 minutes for them or maybe an hour at most for them to like 
play that game. But apparently, like, they had nothing put in place to really count or see who moved um, at red light uh, to do, like, uh, automatedly or anything like that. So they what, it was very obvious that it took, like, six hours to film that sequence. God. And people were stuck, frozen, uh, for long periods of time. Um, that explains why you saw a lot of people at the walls just kind of leaning or yeah. sit or just on that sit down Staying by the wall the entire time. Cause they can lean by it, uh, while they were stopped because like there's one, one person in particular who was like, she stopped in a squat position and then she just gave up and, and sat down and, and was eliminated. You're like, why would you do that? Yeah. Well, that's because she had to sit in a squat position for like maybe an hour and couldn't handle it anymore because basically it was very obvious what, if that was the case, what they had to do is they play back the video and people manly counted who moved and who didn't then activated the squib on them to go off. Yeah. So it was like not the best organized way to do a big game like that. Yeah. So there's a lot of people who are upset about how that worked. What they could have done with, and they could have done it with creative editing too, you know, had everyone come out on the field, but then you group them. Yep up in the little groups and it was easier and you just had the small groups run and then you can eliminate from those small groups which would have been a lot easier people wouldn't have to like be still standing or like try to stay still for an hour or an hour and a half while they try to count everybody yeah on sheep i like closed network ca- cameras looking at it. Yeah. Um, oh, this person moved. All right, eliminate this person. Um, so the other big controversy was, like, they weren't given the proper, like, supplies in their dorm room, like, lip gloss and stuff like that. Or uh, the They are given the... condoms, though, which was weird. It's like, you see, so you expect people to fuck, but you don't expect them to use, like, uh, lip gloss or, like, uh, lotions and stuff like that. So people complained about, complained about some of those things after the fact. Um, there's plenty of these people like who are on YouTube complain, t- telling you what the story was like when filming it. Um, the more interesting stuff was not necessarily them recreating the games that were in the show, but more of like the other ways they eliminate people, which was they would do these... In the ta- dorm. Because so, you can't like, all right, here's knives. Go kill each other yeah. in real life. But what they were going... What they end up doing is like they do these little tests. And like mm-hmm. certain people are either selected to do a specific test and nobody else knows what they're doing or um, it's something more public. And it starts off like more secretive, like, okay, you two who are, who are tasked to clean the kitchen, here's your test. Pick, you guys need to agree on somebody to eliminate. Yeah. And then those two people pick a random, pick a person to eliminate and then that person is just kicked out of the, out of the game. So they do try and like tell stories, like try and pick, pick people that they think are going to go all the way through. Or go far enough. Yeah, but they don't really like hit the nail on the head until like get close to the end, where it's like real obvious that. All right, it's going to be these good, three people. It's going to be clearly the small group of people who who make it to the end, because a lot of people that they focus on, like, oh, they're out immediately. Yeah. Oh, they're out the next <laughs> yeah. episode. Some people have some really weird strategies where one guy's like, oh, I'm going to project weakness, so they don't think I'm super strong. So he started telling people how he wanted to go home, and then the next test was like, you all have to pick somebody who have. Uh, who have to uh, who has to be eliminated, and so the, everybody votes, and whoever gets the most votes, uh, three people with the most votes go home. And the first one that was picked was the guy telling everybody, "I want to go home." Yeah, it's like you're an idiot, dude. You just screwed yourself. You fucking. Um, there's other people who like, you know, they try to keep to themselves and not get involved in the drama or the clicks or join the join the groups or whatnot. 
and they got kicked out for like, well, this person never talked to me, so I don't know. Yeah, they're antisocial. I'm going to eliminate this person. So those people got kicked out. Um, There's some people who are trying to really obviously play like the alpha card. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, the the uh, kid who dropped out of college. Dropped out of college uh, in football <laughs> for this show. Gave up his scholarship. He had one semester left. Yeah, he's, he's fucking one stupid. One semester <laughs> left. Freaking idiot. Yeah. Um, and, like, there's the mind games that they play against each other, which, like, you're we're watching it, and I'm kind of like, all right, you're being, you're being super, you're not playing the strategy right, because, like, with the cookie game, they all had to pick a shape. And it's like, okay, it's four people go in a room, they pick a shape, and everybody in their line with them that was behind them have to use, play that shape of that game. And, like, I think there's, like, eight lines or something, so it was, like, two different groups had to pick. No, it was four lines, and then four people go into but they the did, room. But they did it twice. So yeah, because... Because the four people that were in the front of the line go in to pick the shapes. Oh, that's right. And then they couldn't agree on the shapes, so those four people eliminated. So the next next four people went in and were eliminated because they would not agree. And so the third one, they finally agreed on what shapes. So, like, one group is like, clearly, here's the bully guy, the guy that's like being the alpha male, the whole, trying to be the alpha male of the whole group. And pushing people around, and like, here's clearly like this weak willed dude who gets stuck with the star. I think no, it's, he gets the umbrella, umbrella, which is the hardest, the hardest one to do because it's, it's circle, triangle, star, and umbrella. Yeah, and you don't really want the you don't want the umbrella, and you don't really necessarily want the star. You want circle or the, or triangle. the triangle. Yeah, um, and like I think, like, well, the person, the last person to pick actually has the power here. Er, the Three, like, alpha, the alpha dude and, like, the three other bigger guys, like, pick, two other bigger guys pick their shapes and leave the umbrella for him. And, like, he's crying about it. And he's like, well, I'll just, I guess what I'm saying. It's like, no, dude, you sit there and you tell him, you'll all be eliminated unless one of you guys pick the umbrella. Yep. And, like, you force them, if you want to win, you have to, it's one of the, one of the assholes have to get the hardest one. Yep. Um, but instead he, he cried about it, was almost throwing up because he couldn't handle the stress. <laughs> He was so weird because he would like throw up over the littlest things, and you see him like throw up in his dish until he had a lick. Yeah, he was, it was, it was so gross. gross. Yeah, so he ends up getting the umbrella, and like they go through that stuff and then got, got eliminated. There was literally a food thief of like these post-apocalyptic stuff. You wouldn't think like the stereotypes would pop up. There's literally a guy who was stealing food at the beginning of the game because it wasn't enough food for him. It's like wow, that guy needs to go. Uh, he finally does get eliminated. Like by uh somebody picking him um and he was pissed about it but it's like you're a food thief, thief. You're going to go like pretty damn quick uh another interesting game was like they put a telephone in the dorm and if and it oh, rang yeah. it just like said it just left it there it rings the guy picks it up says okay cool you picked up the phone you get a reward and his reward was like a hamburger and fries it's like two hamburgers and some fries yeah and people just fucking stole his food. food people and just like, took what? off with his hamburger and food took everything from him so, so he didn't even really get the prize. Yeah, which, so then he did the stupid shitty. thing, which was stand by the phone again. To answer, it's like, no, 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 don't be greedy. Yeah, he answered again, and that time was, okay, you're going to be eliminated unless you convince somebody to pick up, take this call. Yeah. And, like, nobody wanted to touch it. Because he had an alliance, but he didn't go up to his alliance, so that people were like, oh, this is fishy, so we won't do what Yeah, said. like, everybody would try to do these alliances, and, they, and as soon as... At first, everybody was cool with it, and then suddenly it was like, "Well, oh, they're in alliance. Let's pick one part. Let's pick this part." Yeah, it started becoming targets. 
So, like I said, what was more interesting was like the new the side test that they did to make people publicly be assholes to each other. Yes, and be shitty and eliminate. Like the games were fun. It just shows like how shit people can be. The yeah. games are just there to be like, oh, remember Squid Game? This is how we eliminate a bigger bulk of people. Yeah, the new games that they came up with, like they came up with Battleship instead of Tug of War. Yeah, which was interesting um, and fun. Which was, yeah, it was definitely fun and interesting. But and it was a way to get rid of people like the alpha guy. Who he could go home saying, "Well, I didn't have control of my my elimination because he had to let someone else pick where they're." Yeah, because he didn't want to be the leader yeah. or co-captain. Yeah, so like, because that one was like the team had to pick a captain. If you won, um, great, y'all y'all win. But if you lose, the captains get eliminated plus any uh, anybody on the ships that were. Yeah, but the, no, the ships are automatically get eliminated yeah. that, that were that, blown that, up. Yeah, that team uh, gets eliminated, and then if you win, any ships that were sunk are eliminated on your team, but the rest of your team is safe. Yeah. And so, like, some of these asshole characters got kicked out on that round because they left their fate to somebody else. And the thing was, like, the guy who was the big alpha bully was like, I don't know how anything about Battleship. I've never played it before. I don't understand this. But I, I could have done a better job of hers. Like, you said you don't, you've never, never played this. never played it. So you would have You're an idiot. Sucked. <laughs> You would have bunched all the boats up together, dumbass. Yeah, you're like you're a moron. Um, so it was, it was good to see that like a lot of the asshole people did get kicked out either uh, on their own accord or uh, because something out of their control happened that they deserve definitely leave. Mm-hmm. The last really shitty person um, did go out, uh, kind of like game of chance. Because and the funny oh, thing, the marble one or not the uh, well, not the marble. One. I'm talking about the one on the glass, the glass stuff. Oh, the glass. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The Marvel one was interesting where there's one, there was two people who were like, I don't want to do a game of skill. And the guy's like, I don't want to do a game of, a of, game chance. of chance. You were going to throw marbles in this bucket and the per- person uh, person do the most or two out of three will win it. And it wasn't until like the last second that they finally agreed to play a game and then he refused to lo- refused to accept his loss. And so they both got eliminated. Yeah. And then I love like how they squibbed them because it was just a black squib. Because yeah, God squib. forbid you do a red one nowadays. Yeah, black squib, and then they just fall. Over yeah, and they have to die. pretend to die. Like oh. But um, before they got to, uh, they did like the glass bridge, right? And yes. and they come up with a strategy with the last few people because they basically had to go to a crane game and basically pick the order. And the order, uh, basically, you you pick a number and you have to assign that number to somebody else, and that number is the order that they go in. Yeah. And so, like, there was this mother-son team who got, uh, who actually ended up eliminating each, uh, well, son, son eliminated, eliminated the, the mother mom. in the marble game. So he's there by himself. so fucked up how they pick people for the marble game. Yeah, it was like... Because it's a picnic. So you choose a friend to have a picnic with. It's a reward. Except for where there's one Sorry. odd guy out who's like, well, I'll be the odd person out and I won't get a picnic. Yeah. And we were like, well, man, you might be eliminated. And he's like, Luckily, he fun. wasn't. It was everybody else who had a picnic, had marbles in so the he thing. He just got to sit in the dorm and happily like eat a basket all by himself. Yeah, he didn't have to play the game. So. Um, but it's the son eliminated the mother. They had like a long going like alliance of story, and people were saying it was unfair that oh, their mother's son they'll share the money, so they have double the chances of win. It's like that doesn't mean he lives with her, you idiots. Yeah. <laughs> um, and but, also, like, what are you going to do with the money? Keep it all to yourself? No, you're probably. Spend it on your family and shit. So some of those people spend it, keep it all themselves. Oh well, yeah, like, some of those greedy. Yeah. Dogs. So like it was said that the son eliminated the mother. Yeah. Um, but then in the uh, glass bridge game, they came up with a strategy of hey, what we're going to do is 
since we have to go in order, the first person is going to make that 50-50 chance, and then the next person goes, and then they'll make the, they'll jump ahead and do the next uh, chance. So that way, everybody except the last three, because of the number of platforms, um, we're going to have to make a 50-50 choice on what platform was safe and which one wasn't. Correct. By the time they get to number four, the chick refuses to move. She's like, I'm not going to do it. So she makes the kid who just eliminated his mother uh, take a chance. And he does it twice successfully, taking up her her uh, choice. So she's like clearly not a team player. I'm like, dude, you're making a, you're making a mark out of yourself. And especially when you're this far in the game. Yeah. And they're... And there's only a few more elimination stuff left. You just painted a huge target on your back. But like, I guess, like, I guess they forgot it or they forgave her about that because, like, after the kid got eliminated on trying his third try, mm-hmm. making a choice for the third time because nobody else was was stepping up and she was she refused to move. She then did her own fifty fifty choice later and survived. But like the next round, only one person remembered, like, hey, she's not a team player and she's shitty, and she try and they try to do another kind of agreement that hey uh in this game where they got to roll a dice if they roll a six uh they get to eliminate somebody yeah but before they can eliminate them before they can roll they can they have to say who they want to try and eliminate or if they're going to put themselves up and they try to all agree that hey i'm going to put my we'll put ourselves up we'll just roll for ourselves um the one chick the one old lady says no i'm going to roll for this chick but she doesn't basically explain it right she just says um she doesn't point out that she's not a team player. I would point out, like, hey, remember she didn't take the 50-50 jump and she fucked that other guy over. She's going to fuck us over later on. Yeah. Tries to get that, that girl out and fails. Um, her last, like, friend that, or one of her friends there ends up eliminating himself because uh, everyone else ruled for themselves except for her and the girl that she ruled against, she ruled against, ruled against her. Yeah. Um, then it just all comes down to, like, another trust game. Uh, where they literally sat in a circle and said, basically like heads up, seven up, or you like put well, yeah. in the heads up, yeah. seven up. You put like your thumb it out and that's exact- someone like that. But they, it's instead of like hitting someone's hand, it was a gift. It was on. like a, yeah, a little box placed on them. That's exactly what it was. It was heads up, seven. It was heads up, seven up. Because they're all blindfolded and a gift was placed on their uh, uh, table. table, and then the person who had gotten the gift had to get up and place it on someone else's table. And then who ends up having it at the round has to guess who gave it to them. Yeah. If they guess correctly, that person who gave it to him is eliminated. If they guess incorrectly, they are eliminated. So there's a lot of, like, betraying trust going on. Like, oh, this person would never give it to me. Mm-hmm. And, like, well, obviously you have to get to the person that trusts you the most not to give it to them so that they don't pick you. And after that, they got down to, like, three people. Yep. And then they had the fancy they dinner. They had fancy dinner and whatnot. And then, like... The whole time, me and Corey are like, you got to leave the oldest people in because Squid Game is like a physical one-on-one game, right? Yeah. You want to play against an old person <laughs> so you can knock them over, right? Because, like, they got to do Squid Game because that's, that's yeah, in so the show. To the old lady and then two... Two guys. Two pretty big buff guys. But they were pretty nice. They yeah, had, young, young like, guys. Rocked, yeah, they hadn't rocked the boat or made you, like, really hate them from yeah. what the editing showed. But uh, how they selected the final two, it was three buttons, three uh, PlayStation buttons. <laughs> yeah, basically. This, this like, then, could have had a lot of PlayStation ad going to it. It was like, Sony, like it. It. Sony wanted to, but like, they, they, didn't, they didn't specifically sponsor it. Yeah. But it was 
basically push a button if it lights up a certain color, either you're in or you're out, mm-hmm. or you have no set. And so, like, they push the buttons, and it ends up just being two people left. This old lady, and I think it was the kid, right? Not yeah, the, the young, not the beard guy, but the kid, the blonde kid. And her, long her and him hair. were friends. Yeah. Um, but instead of doing the squid game like you see in like the, you in the TV show, it was rock paper scissors. Yeah, rock paper scissors. And, with, and then if with, you won rock paper scissors, you go to a box with a key with a bunch of keys in it. With a bunch of keys, and then you select a key, and then walk over to a, the safe. a safe and, and try open, to unlock it. If you open the safe, you win the four four point five million dollars. So it was a game of chance. Yeah, it was a game of rock paper scissors. And so chance. I'm like, well, shit. Maybe you did want like the guy because she figured out how he was doing the rock paper scissors because she. Uh, was a doctor, and it's like, oh, males usually do this kind of pattern. Yeah, like, and she was winning constantly to the point where ultimately she wins it. The one thing I did kind of like about this show, at least with how they handled the winner, was like, all right, she wins, wins the money. Squib him at the end. I was like, come on, squib him while she's holding him. And he's like, ah, oh, that would have been great. Yeah, that would have been funny. <laughs> So you're like, like half of them, like when they try to play dead, they did did poorly. Like, oh yeah, the squib went off. Oh, uh, I gotta fall over. So bad. But like, what I liked about it was like, when she won it, they didn't do like a whole thing. Like, this is how she spent her money. Like, no, she got the money. She has it. It's hers. Bye. Game over. We don't get to see how she spent it, what she spent on. Did she give money to any of the people in the show? Because like, some guy had some huge sob story. Like, one guy was um, a hillbilly. Uh, who yeah. basically was like one of ten children had a had bad relationships with his family with his parents and this and yeah, that showed him with like his current family and it's a fucking nice house that yeah. hillbilly is in. I'm like, I was like, you're, I'm like, you're not hurting. You have a wife and kid, dude. You have like a kid and a very nice like, house. He was flailing out story like I was homeless. I lived in a, in, a, in my car for a while or a couch shop or this and that. And like, think okay, this guy is like desperate for money yeah and, he's and like only choice trailer or like an yeah. old rv not a house with a granite co- countertop and shit with a wife and two yeah. kids like okay this guy it's like, is, this this man found money something this guy's not fucked like a lot of these people's sob stories is like you're not you're not fucked over like you say you are yeah um the college kid i don't know i he dropped out of college so he's not be able he's not gonna be able to just jump back in um but he basically threw away a possible football career because of it too. Then, yeah. But he's an asshole anyway, so nobody cares. <laughs> Damn. Um, but it's interesting that like the person who won, like you never hear like if she gave money to any of the people she met there or um, donated anything to charity. It's just here's your debit card with four point five million dollars on it. Enjoy. I'd be like, cool. How much can I pull out a day so I can move to my real account so I have real control over my fucking money? Yeah. <laughs> um. So that, that was interesting. Like I, it's honestly, I feel like it's a failed experiment. They'll never do anything like this again or season no. two because one, well, there was advertisement for if you want to sign up, but after everything's come out, I don't think it'll come out with the season. Two. I mean, it's one of those things where I feel like a lot of people and how they were portrayed on there, whether it was true or not, they are probably getting ridiculed by the families by some of the decisions that they made. Oh yeah! Like while you're embarrassing us, you're you're being a piece of shit. Stop doing that. You're a thief, <clears throat> thief you asshole. Yeah, being a food thief. What the fuck's wrong with you? This is the guy's like, well, after the pandemic, I you know I should be able to do anything I want. Fuck that. It's like you're an idiot. Like this person does, should not be here. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's Squid Game the challenge. It's interesting. Like from like social. a psych- social experiment type yeah. of thing. And and as I said the games aren't as interesting as like. 
the stuff that they do to them in the dorms as far as making them uh, choose each other to eliminate. Yeah. Which wasn't in the show because the show's big consequence was people die. Here, nobody's dying. You're just... You get a squib come off or you just get walked out of the room. Yeah. So the next show we'll talk about is uh, Yu Yu Hakushu. Yep. Uh, Premiered this this, uh, Thursday. All episodes out on Netflix. Yep. If you're not um, familiar with it, this is a Shoujin Jump uh, manga turned to anime, now turned to live action. Uh, So Shoujin Jump is basically like a weekly magazine with a bunch of different comics in it or manga comics in Japan. Uh, this is a very popular one. I remember when this show first came out. It was in the, the 90s, early 2000s was the show. When it came the, to the U.S., it was in the 2000s. Yeah. I remember watching on Adult Swim and seeing the first episode and being surprised that, oh, shit, they killed this kid in the very first episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it never really caught on because it was like, okay, he's a ghost detective whatnot, and like storylines weren't very all that compelling originally to me. And then when I remember switching back to see it on, like, um, Toonami or something during the afternoon. It was like, why are they in a Dragon Ball Z tournament? <laughs> why are these villains now suddenly his friends? back in the day, <laughs> there always had to be some stupid tournament yeah. for every show. And it was dumb. Um, but this live action one, um, kind of what was interesting because like the One Piece one was actually really good. But yeah. watching this, we were okay, yeah. The One Piece one was made by uh, kind of a Western, com- Western uh, company, not a Japanese company. Uh, and got people who looked the part and changed things so that they work in live action versus yeah. sticking to how everything is looked or drawn in the manga or the anime. Where, again, this is like a traditional Japanese uh, live action rendition where there are some things here that's like, this is stupid, why'd you leave that there? And a lot of CG is very CG rough, is rough. smooth. Oh, the good thing about it is the action is good, but it's yes. not a lot of action stunts. Yeah. Um, there are some cool, like, simulated one-shots. Like, the one, we saw in the second episode yesterday, they had a one-shot that went from outside of, of, of Vander in combat to inside to out. Yeah. It wasn't a true one-shot, but it was simulated to look that way. Um, so that those are done pretty well. And like you said, the action fight scenes are done well. Mm-hmm. It's just they're few and far in between. Yeah. Um, and they're really rushing through the story, too. Yeah, so, like, we do see him get get killed in the very first episode, and yep, it is pretty brutal. Yep, and it's graphic. You don't see it right away. They show it, like, about ten minutes later. Yeah, like, and I... And th- you're like, oh, fuck, yeah, he dead, dead. <laughs> yeah, because, like, even in the anime, like, they don't show a truck running him over. Like, you see him push a kid out of the way and get hit by a truck. Like, oh, yeah. he's dead. They you know, killed- the flash of lights of a, oh, They death. killed this character right away. Okay. That's surprising. And then, like, here it's like, okay, he's dead. And then when you see it, it's like, oh, he got ran over, ma- chewed Just, up by that truck and spit out the back end. Yeah. Um, he's there's, definitely There's dead. no way he survived that. Yeah. Um, but, like, they go, they go <laughs> the story is, is kind of mad. The costume work looks cheap. And, like, it literally yeah. looks like... This is a costume bought a Target that they're wearing. The wigs are atrocious. Wigs are not good. Yeah, like... They needed to dirty them up so it looks like it belongs on the head, not just, oh, fresh out of the bag, plop it on her head, let's go. Yeah, because, like, the characters who aren't wearing wigs, like Yu Yu and, like, his rival, their yeah. hair is fine. Like, he has their a pop and door. perfectly fine. They curled it and styled it pretty nicely. The parachute pants, uh, school uniforms that they're wearing look fine. 
the, they just look the jacket looks cheap to me like especially in those the second yeah. episodes like you use jacket looks really like cheap and like it like needed a, a better material like a party city costume almost. yeah but the other characters uh like the guy with the rose yokai thing he looks terrible the guy with the third eye honestly looks weird because it's like and like the um spirit world like leader thing who's Animated oh. as a child with a pacifier. Yeah, in the and manga and in the anime, anime it's a child. Like a baby uh, that, with a pacifier, with, with pacifier in speaks. his mouth. Here, but here, it's a grown-ass adult man. With a pacifier in his mouth that he just holds in his mouth as he speaks around it. It's so weird. And it's like... It doesn't work with an adult. It's like, okay, fine, you want to have him with the pacifier, but take it out to speak. Show that he's an adult, and it's like... <clears throat> a ring on his finger. So it, it could be a nod. Yeah, it's, you know? yeah, it's, it's, just... it's interesting route they went with it. And the thing is, yeah. it's like, the CG is, like we said, is sometimes questionable, sometimes it looks good. The second episode is basically like a Hulk fight versus Yu Yu. Mm-hmm. And then he finally uses his spirit gun there. Yeah, and then the second half of that, it's the introduction to the guy who... Uh, the rose. Throw, with the roses. <laughs> Which is kind of weird because it was kind of a split. I almost felt like we watched two episodes because they don't really they don't really go together at all. Yeah, because they're about forty five minutes to an hour for each episode, and it's they really could have just done half hour episodes, and it probably would have been better. Because you watch one episode and you're like, "I'm good for today," and it it's not it doesn't feel like a good binge show. Yeah, because as we were saying, it's like this reminds me a lot of like the Bleach movie, which was very Mm -hmm. boring but had some interesting action points but by the time you get to the major action you were bored to death and you're kind of starting to fall asleep a little bit this being broken up in our episodes makes that a little bit more digestible but it's like i don't think it's a show i care to finish because it's like meh this doesn't the the storytelling isn't great isn't all that interesting it doesn't have great story beats to keep your attention if you're doing a detective show you need to have a bit of tension and mystery and this doesn't has no mystery it has no mystery it's all laid out for you yeah it's literally hey here's this guy you have to find him oh look he walked right past me yeah and it's like even like even with like agatha christie books if you've read it a million times and you know what's going to happen you have uh, it's just not, it's not well written the dialogue's not done well and the pacing's just so off. Yeah, it's one of those things, like, when watching a foreign film, like, Korean movies do this all the time, right? Like, you can have a great premise for a Korean movie, mm-hmm. action, good uh, good story, and then jam-packed, there's some weird love story slammed in the middle of it, or some song sequence that makes no sense to have here, yeah. but they put it there. Chinese movies do it all the time, too, where, like, uh, a good... in Bollywood. <laughs> kind of, and, like, uh, well, I would say, like, the movie I, I can remember uh, the best is... um. Is it called uh, the one? No, it's the Jet Li movie where he's the he's trying to assassinate the Emperor of China. Oh yes, I think it's Legend. Yes, because um, the one is that's that sci-fi. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's called one. Legend, where like it's Agent China and there's an uh, Emperor of China is uniting the country, and Jet Li is supposed to be this assa- assassin who, who's telling him a story to get closer and closer to him. But like that movie has really good pacing until they get to a point where. Oh, this one other character's motivation for all this is a love story he has with somebody else. Like, yeah. Crouching Tiger is a really good movie, all this action, all this suspense and story, and then, oh, wait, this story. is a love story about these two other these two people that we don't care about. Yeah. 
Like they insert shit like that, and like and this watching this is like all of a sudden this kind of weird and bad about it. it's like you have to shut off. Well, it's Japanese production. That's how they tell their stories. They always interject weird shit. Yeah, and it's like when you have to do that for any type of media, it's like it's obviously not great then. Yeah, they, you're they, just they padding to, for time or trying to pad out the story. Yeah, they needed to edit shit out to make a more cohesive story, and they didn't. Yeah, and create more tension and yeah. make a better mystery. Like and how, it did not work as a mystery. Yeah, and how this compares to the anime or the manga, we don't know because I've never read it or mm-hmm. watched the whole anime. And as I can say, as I told you, like he's supposed to be a ghost detective, and the storyline here, he's supposed to be hunting down yokai that have entered the human world and are just and are hurting humans yeah um there's not a whole lot of detecting or like noir like oh somebody came to came and gave me a case type shit it's like go hunt these people down here's what they look like go oh, get boom, there they are oh look he's walking right past you go follow him um where and then like i said the anime ultimately devolves into being a giant dbz tournament at one point yeah so well, like, against demons <laughs> it's, so like uh, clearly there's some they they lose the plot with, with this story somewhere yeah so um, i'm expecting i don't a, expect uh, the show to be very yeah. good either because they're not gonna get to the point where there's a tournament obviously but because it's only five episodes and just after the first two, two like you're not getting into the main thick of it yeah. really the only thing that they've done well like says the stunts the it's main character so is represented pretty well because you you is supposed to be a cocky kind of asshole kid um but he has his own moral it was very clear he has his own moral code he follows it no matter what and his moral code does have him put him in the right all the time where he's willing to sacrifice himself for the greater good mm-hmm. help other people um always protect the weak that type of stuff but whenever he's questioned about it he d- feels like he doesn't bother to explain his actions he just yeah i don't care what you think happened i know what happened fuck off exactly um so he doesn't have a good example is like in the, beginning, the first episode, a kid's getting bullied and getting uh, his lunch money stolen. Yu Yu stops him, stops the bullies. But when the teacher shows up, it looks like he's extorting them for money. And he doesn't bother to explain himself. He just tells the teacher to fuck off and walks away. Um, and even when the girl's like, why don't you explain the situation? He's like, I don't feel like I have to. It's too much effort. Yeah. Um, so he comes off as a cocky asshole, but he's always to the right, which is why he was an appealing character for most people to like and why the show is now being made, basically. But it's just the whole storyline of the plot goes nowhere. I feel like. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's on Netflix. You can check it out if you're if you're a fan of it. Um. Like I said, some of the the stunts, the martial arts stuff is good, but it's like you're waiting for those moments to happen. Um. There's a lot of just like blah filler. People trying to tell you to like Why trying to push him to go do this. And yeah. He's like, this. Man. like his his because like even his first offer of like, hey, I'll bring you back to life if you do this. It's like, nah, I'd like being told what to do. Bye. And he walks and away. And then he's like, okay, I'm going, just going to do it now. Yeah. It's he, do, like, he does it like when now somebody's in danger um, and he realizes people need his help. Then he will then he finally agreed to do it to for the greater good. But the greater his, good. his initial response was, I don't like being told what to do. Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll be dead. Bye. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Um, interesting <laughs> character. This just isn't the best representation of it. Would I suggest watching the cartoon? Probably not, because the cartoon kind of goes way off. Maybe read the manga if you haven't. Um, but this show is just kind of meh. Uh, One Piece is a much better live-action adaptation they've done recently. Yep. Um, now on to other stuff. Uh, is Star oh, We didn't watch a Christmas movie, or a new Christmas movie. No. We watched an older Christmas movie, though, called Claws. Yes, we did watch the Klaus. 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 Sorry, 2019 Netflix. 
Um, that was a good animated film. It was. I love the animation. The story. I was kind of. Yeah, to be honest. And like they cast J.K. Simmons as being the Santa Claus. They had him for a day. Like they only had J.K. Simmons for a day, or maybe like three hours. I want to say it was like a one four-hour session because like he says very little in this. It's it's a few grunts and then like five lines. Yeah, and most lines he says, I'm like, this was done with four hours. And he was Klaus, aka Santa Claus. It was basically. It's kind of a weird story. New groove meets Santa Claus. Kind of. And like the post service save uh, creates Christmas. Which, to be fair, (laughs) it kind of is. Yeah, because basically it's the Ember New Groove part is that our main character who is like this. It's Cusco, basically. The post general's uh, son. Uh, postmaster general's son in the post office who is like living the life, the lavish lifestyle and not really being a postman or caring about anything else because apparently in this world the post service is like God. Super, <laughs> super important and also very military regimented. Um, so he get to like you know knocks some sense to him he gets kicked off to this small island to like you have to mail 6,000 letters and then I'll let you come From home. From this island. Yeah and then I'll let you come home. Yeah but the island is inhabited by two families like a, the Hatfields and the McCoys, McCoys basically. basically <laughs> uh, they're not called the Hatfields and McCoys but that's essentially what it is. It's the Hatfields versus McCoys on this little uh, island, feuding, island feuding with each other. Yeah. Doing nothing but fighting and it's like their history and that's what they, they live to do. And Klaus lives on the other side of the island in this little toy, in this little uh, kind of it's, farm it's, area. Yeah, it's a farm because he has a big house and then a big barn and a and then a uh, workshop uh, area. Yeah, um, and his story is like him and his wife used to make. Or he was a toy maker. Him and his wife made stuff, but his wife died, and so like he became a recluse. Yeah, um, his wife died. God forbid you move on with your life. But basically, forget therapy. Yeah, as our main character <laughs> is sitting there trying to fi- figure out how to pu- how to get people to send letters who absolutely hate each other. Um, a kid, a little kid who seemed to be locked up in the tower of his house, but he obviously wasn't, uh, lost a, pa- a drawing he made out the window. And so he took it and he had it in an envelope. Um, I was trying to convince the kid to give him a penny to, so he could mail, mail it to him. Back to himself. Um, but then he gets chased out by the dad. Uh, he has this on him. With the weird dogs. The dogs in this are the weirdest looking dogs. Yeah, like I've usually when you seen. animate dogs, like you're trying to animate a certain breed. Like you have no idea what breed these dogs are. How they look, they shouldn't be surviving in this harsh winter environment. Yeah. Um, so, like, he ends up having this letter, and then, like, somebody tells him, like, oh, yeah, there's one uh, house all, all the way over here, which is where Klaus is at. He yeah, goes up there. Yeah, that's the uh, ferryman that tells him. Yeah, uh, played by Norm MacDonald, one of his yeah. last roles. Um, he goes up there, gets scared away because he sees the axe and, like, a bunch and, of... Uh, and big man claws. Big man claws. And or Klaus. And drops the letter that has the kid's p- picture in it. Klaus traces him down and says, hey, where's this place? Uh, forces the mailman to show him and then delivers a gift to the forces kid. Forces the mailman to deliver this gift. Yeah, basically him. the mailman is the Santa Claus that goes down the chimney and drops off all the toys. All the work. All Klaus does is, is makes the toys. No, he doesn't make oh, the toys. These are already pre-made toys. And he's like, you're going to give this kid this yeah. toy. So the mailman comes up with... The, with uh, well, it doesn't really come with the kids come to him saying, hey, if I send a letter, I get a toy, right? And he's like, yes. So, yes, you do that. So, he basically invents the write a letter to Santa Claus mythos. And then, basically, throughout this entire movie, it creates... All the cri- mythos, except the tree in the house. Yeah, except the Christmas tree. Like, 
But like they explain the sled, the reindeer, the toy making, the going down the chimney, everything about Santa Claus mythos, like this postman makes up to get the kids to all send letters and like, so hey. So he get his 6,000 to get off the island. Yeah, and then like the bad, the bully kid, like that was, that uh, was messing with him, he gives him coal instead of a toy and says, oh, if you're bad, he knows and you're not going to get a toy. So then it's the naughty, good, naughty, nice list. And so all the kids start so, being nice to each other, which starts making the town people be nice to each other. That ends the feud, which, except for well, the two main families, are like, yeah. what the fuck? We need the to fight each other. Two heads of the families. Yeah. Who need to fight each other. Um, who, again, this movie has a great cast. It's like, the head of the, uh, one family is Joan Cusack. The other one yes. is uh, James Sasso. Uh, yes. You have J.K. Simmons as Klaus. Who they only had four hours for. Yeah. Um, you have, it's um, very obvious. What's his name? Jason, the guy that was uh, Gideon in. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jason Schwartzman as our, as our postman. Yes. Um. So we have all this, and then it comes down to like the Sani uh, tribal people of this island who become slaves. <laughs> they basically become the elves of Santa's workshop, and they and they work with him because like he brings his toy out to the little Sani girl. Yeah, who wanted a sled, and yeah. so he custom made a sled for her. Yep, so then all the Sani tribes show up at Costa's house and help him make toys. And then uh, and make pack- a fancier sled for the reindeer to pull, yep. and then uh, Klaus gets the traditional red, red suit. suit, which was actually invented by the Coca-Cola company yeah. to be red. Because originally he's it was green. green. Yeah, he's a green. he wears a green. Santa Claus normally wore green. green. Until Coca-Cola is like, hey, man, <laughs> let's let's shit all over this. But overall, this is actually give really, you polar bears. a really cool, cool. It's cute. It's a cute movie. The animation is done very well. It's very obviously like some ex-Disney animators in there. And oh, there's a lot of ex-Disney and uh, some... Uh, DreamWorks people as well. Yeah, you tell them some of the stylings of how they do stuff. Of different characters. characters. You're like, that's a DreamWorks guy. That was a Disney guy. Um, What's also really cool about it is it's like a 2D, 3D CG animation. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's it's done really well. You can see where the 2D and where the 3D come into place. And it was Uh, done by a Spanish animation company, right? Yes, a little bit of a, a smaller group. Um, but you definitely see where their influences were from on on the DreamWorks stuff, and like why I feel like there's definitely some people who work from Disney probably worked on old there. old Disney people, and like some people from DreamWorks who probably worked on it too. Um, really good movie called Klaus. It's on Netflix. You should check it yeah, out. It came out in 2019. Um, so next week we're going to watch that uh, special on Apple TV. That Christmas special. Oh, the Christmas special, yeah. And then I'm going to try to get us to watch... Um, uh, well, a oh, Wonderful Knife. It's a Wonderful Knife. Which is like a Which whole... is a play on It's a Wonderful Life, but horror. But a horror slasher movie. So. Horror slasher movie for the holidays. Yep. Because so what a perfect way to round out Christmas then with a slasher. Yep. Um, <laughs> last thing to talk about, though, is with gaming, you finished Starfield. Finally finished. Like we, I put up a, like a sixty-hour impressions, then a hundred twenty-hour account kind of review. Definitely lowered the score a bit. Don't remember to what per se. But I think maybe gave it like a seven or eight, mm-hmm. um, because of all the bugs in the game and how broken it was. Now, yeah, you played all the way through it. You experienced like the crashing every hour. Yeah, especially last... towards the end. And even though I, I would clear up, you know, did the traditional, but that's yeah, like clear all the saves. saves. So I only had like one or two saves. I cleared everything out. I would still like every hour on the hour crash. crash crash and it was towards the end it was probably the last 
five or eight hours, it would just do that, and it drove me insane. And I would say even on easy, your game was hard to hard to get through. through. It on easy because I just towards that end, I just wanted to be done. Well, you picked one of the one of the endings that I wanted to choose, which was. You have the choice between joining the hunter, the emissary, or telling them both to fuck, fuck off. off. And I told them both, both to fuck, fuck off. So at the end, you have to fight both of them. Yep. Which is a lot harder than just having to fight the hunter. But um, it's a bit better ending, in my opinion. Yeah, it makes more sense. And I figured I could do that in another run through anyway. Um, well, when they fix all the bugs. Yeah. And also, I, another bug I ran into was I was doing the Ryujin quest line. I was at the very end. All I had to do was just talk to the bitch, and it would have ended the quest line. But after I got up from the table, it wouldn't let me move. No one moved. I was stuck. I reloaded like eight times. Nothing. So I had to abandon that quest. At least you have to manipulate out of it. Still, I got the manipulate, which is the all only good thing you get. Really, yeah. Out all of. I have to do is like try to go back and like sit at the table and do that. But I said, "Fuck it." I got the manipulate. I'm gone. Let's go to end game. Let's just get through it. And so, what do you think of the story, like from the full, from the premise of what they're trying to? So, tell? from the main premise story, I like the beginning bit. I think the beginning of this game is wonderful. You're in that awe moment of I'm in space. This is a cool NASA punk. Where do we go? You're in that fun wonderment. When you start getting into the middle and end bits, it feels like a slog. And yeah. you, especially at the end, you're like, I just want to be done. Yeah, and like the more I thought about it, I was like, I started comparing it to Skyrim. Um, mm-hmm. And not like necessarily like story to story, but like just how it's built, right? Correct. Um, this has literally only five main faction missions. Your main quest and like your four factions. Yes. Skyrim has so much more than that. It has a, a bunch of small raiding quests. Which were very easy to find. Where here, the radiant stuff is harder to find. Yeah. Because you literally just have to randomly explore till you uh, come across some of the things. Or certain life path stuff you build when you build your first character will present you with those areas. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise, you'd never find them. Like, I never found the space casino. I never came across anything that drew me there. We were talking about yeah. how at the Red Mile, there, if you go upstairs in the hotel, there's a murder scene scene there. But nothing pops up. But there's me. no quest line to investigate or find out what happened there. Um, and, like, for us, the biggest problem was there were so many broken things on the side quest. Yeah, that you that just get so frustrated. You're you like, you just want to be done. Or I don't want to pick this game up anymore. And I think that's what really kills it is all the game breaking bugs that you can't finish a quest. You start getting into it. You're like, all right, cool, cool, cool. Let's finish this up. And it's like, boop, no. Yeah, and that's why I said my initial review is like, hey, they kept kept saying this is the least buggiest game that they came out with. Like, no, this is the most buggiest game. False. I'd rather see like a person be like bonking around a wall than having a entire game just constantly crash on you. Having or main quest lines trying, break, right. having side quest lines break. Like, I honestly don't plan on picking it up again until Bethesda comes out with a major patch for the consoles where, hey, this specific quest line is fixed. These things yep. are fixed. This thing will stop happening. Yep. I will say it looks great. It looks wonderful. It has that space fantasyful. Yeah, the shipbuilder is really fun to play with. Really yeah, cool to build ships. It sucks that when you go to New Game Plus, you lose everything. You don't get to keep blueprints of what you have. Yeah, 
I wish that you had a safe type thing that like in Borderlands that you're like, oh, yep. just put everything in the safe and you can pull it out for another character or another run through, but stop. Whatever. Fix all those yep. bugs um, where it crashes yeah, so, on you every so, hour. Because so, uh, the first 10 hours, I didn't have that issue, but when I in deep with it, that's when the crashes happened and it became a lot less fun to play. Yeah, I mean, not like a place like, oh, well, you know, it's a Bethesda game where this is a creation engine stuff. Like, I'm okay with their creation engine. I'm okay with their art style. If people, if you want a next-gen looking game, the way you're going to have to do it is motion capture. That's the way of making things look uh, flawless and smooth and looking like real, uh, real realistic is going that route. Yeah. It's just an, it's an expensive route to go. Um, it takes a lot of time to do it. Bethesda is using their own way of doing it, um, which is fine. I'm there for the story to tell, which the story is somewhat interesting. I like where they're going with it. It's yeah. just, it's not a very playable game compared to the past. Yeah, and it doesn't... And it's not as compact as... They it's don't, not as complex, and it's very repetitive to find to get to the finale of the game. Yeah, and the, and the, the discoverability of content is not done well. Yes. Um, and they want to say, oh, it's a vast universe. Everything's spread out. I was like, yes, I understand things are spread out. But if there's content you want me to find and play... You need to make it so I get hints to where to go to find that content. Yeah, and not, and not just, just fly here, talk to this guy, leave. Yeah, and not just like, oh, well, if you just randomly explore, eventually you'll find everything. It's like, I don't want to spend 20 hours, 20 hours going to each system and to try to find something. Planet. Yeah. Um, it's that things like that, that that's where it, it kind of fails and falls apart at. Mm -hmm. um, it really drags. I, like I said, even my reviews, I'm kind of biased because I like the the aesthetic and the and the storyline that they're trying to tell. It's just fine. It's just everything else about it is kind of, it's what it's not as as yes. good as Skyrim because Skyrim gave you all the discoverability. Whether you picked up a book that somebody was reading, you found a quest line, yeah, or you overheard a conversation, this, and then you get like drawn into something else, and you're like, oh, oh wait, wait, I gotta go back to this. But yeah. you're like, but that that's what you're hitting on is that discoverability. You don't really have that much of it, it feels like. Yeah. Unless you really like, I'm going to discover every single planet or every single system in this game. But and you that need a gets, lot of time to do that. Yeah, and it gets very repetitive. And with the game crashing every hour... It's not worth it's doing. It's not worth doing. So like I said, we're waiting for... the. They have a DLC that's supposed to come out for it. But when they have some major patches for it this game prior to that, because they need to prevent the crashing issues, they need to fix the broken quest lines that are broken. Um, they need to make sure this game works properly. Yeah. Um, whereas I see, we said in the review originally that this is the buggiest release they've ever had. A lot of shit's broken. It took me two playthroughs to get through all five main quest lines because one of them broke on the first one. Um, Something uh, you're you couldn't complete all of them because one of yours broke. Yeah, um, those are the main quest lines. Those are the ones that supposed to are the core ones that supposed to make sure to work hundred percent. The side stuff, there, I can understand when those might break, but like some of them are like very discoverable, like the ESC constant one. Mm -hmm. Like that one, you should make sure works hundred percent. That one's constantly broken for me. Yeah, and I that broke for me that, too. It's broken for a lot of people. Whether it's the first stage or the second stage of it, it breaks repeatedly. And the only people who've been able to fix it are the PC folks who can go in and change 
um, the co- uh, change the, the code. code files to to fix it th- themselves, which you shouldn't be doing. You shouldn't have to do that. Yeah. Um, like ugh, it's it's frustrating. It's a disappointing game. What it's frustrating. I had high hopes. Now and now they are crushed. Yeah, we'll have to see what comes so, of it after the fact. But I mean, I, I give it a five after playing it. Yeah, I like I said, the beginning part it's lovely. It's fun. The wonderment's great. But once you start getting into the thick of it and the crashing, you can't you can't give it a pass anymore. Yeah. Now, um, real quick, we'll talk about it once again. Is Boulder Skate Three came out oh, yeah. on Xbox? Game of the year, uh, well one, deserved. One game of the year. It's now super fun. Released on Xbox three, Xbox uh, Series X and S. Uh, the only difference is that it does not have, I believe, crossplay at the moment, no. and it doesn't have uh, local uh, co-op play on the Series S. Yeah, uh, you should be able to do local co-op, co-op on the Series X just fine. They just couldn't do it on the S. They forgo how the parody so that they can actually release it. Um, works just like the PC one does so far. Everything I've had any bugs or anything crash or break on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it still it works just as flawlessly. Uh, and great game. Get one game of the year for a good reason. You should definitely get it and play. Yep. Um, you want a D and D game? This is one hundred percent D and D, and it feels like it, and it's wonderful. And it doesn't feel sluggish, like especially with the controller. You feel more agency because you can. You can go to the turn-based mode where you are just clicking where you want your character to go, or you'll just have the agency of moving your character as you want. Yep. Um, that does give you a little more action RPG f- feel to it, even though all the f- all the fights are turn-based and all that stuff. But the planning and everything you can do and setting stuff up is still definitely there. Definitely a fun game. Definitely suggest you uh, go out and get that and play it. Uh, one game of the year for a reason, like you said. It's definitely worth it. Yes. Please, please play it. <laughs> All right. And he said, next week we're going to be talking about It's a Wonderful Knife. Yes. Um, and also we're going to watch uh, Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon. It's supposed to be like his like Star Wars copy type of thing. Yes. Um, Zack Snyder, he's an okay director. I don't think he's like... The end all be all. And I'll be all, like some people say, like with the Snyder cut and whatnot for the Superman movies. I don't think he was doing a great job with uh, Batman versus Superman or where, his ju- where he, he was going with that. And his Justice League was just kind of meh. Um, but, like, this must be another big project of his, so we'll check it out. Uh, this will be part one yep. of his epic. I'm expecting it to be a lot, like, of Star Wars, but we'll just see what he does differently and mm-hmm. how he tells the story differently. Yep, so we'll watch those two. We'll also watch that holiday special. And, uh, of course, Monarch. Yep. Uh, the, Doctor, the next uh, Christmas Doctor Who special won't be out till... Christmas Day, Day, right? Yeah, Christmas Day. Yeah, so that... Because when we record, we record on Sundays, so... Saturdays or Sunday, yeah, so we won't have seen that yet. So we won't have seen that yet, so that will be delayed. (laughs) Yep. Um, But we'll we'll talk about those things next week. Uh, Thanks you for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Bye!